Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello and welcome to Mint. I am Nasreen Sultana. You are listening to All Things Markets, where I speak to experts analyzing the big trends moving the stock markets. Do you know? Modern technology and mathematical computation can make trading decision for profit by breaking down very complex data and eliminating the emotional decision making that can occur during trading. That's called quantitative trading or quant strategy of trading. Quantitative traders take a trading technique and create a model of it using mathematics. and then they develop a computer program that applies the model to historical market data the model is then backtested and optimized quantitative trading algorithms are customized to evaluate different parameters related to a stock now typically financial institutions and hedge funds use quant strategies but As retail investors are rising in Indian markets, quantitative trading is also catching up. But it's not all that simple, isn't it? To simplify quantitative strategies, I have with me Rishi Kohli, MD and CIO for Quant Strategies at Evinders Capital Public Markets Alternate Strategies. Hi Rishi, welcome to the show. Good morning, Nasreen. So Rishi, uh we are dealing with a very very technical uh, theme today the quant uh, strategy and uh, you have been uh, working uh, building portfolios using quant strategy as the core theme so could you take us through what exactly are quant strategies and how does it apply while selecting stocks and making a portfolio sure um so you know quantitative investing obviously is a very broad terminology and uh, you know there are many different strategies that can come under it but at the very basic uh, level you know anything which can be converted into a rules based approach and there can be a systematic process around it uh, and which basically ends up bringing discipline is something that you know i would put under the quantitative investing framework and uh, uh, that is to begin with and then of course as i said there are many types of strategies so for example uh you can have uh, long only funds or long biased funds you know we hear about smart beta and quantamental and factor investing etc so that is also one type of quant strategies and then there can be long short uh, funds you know whether equity long short or managed futures etc that's another type of uh, quantitative strategies and then there can be market neutral funds we don't have too many of them in the indian market yet but you know something we are planning going forward so that could deal with either statistical arbitrage or uh you know volatility arbitrage or equity market neutral strategies so there are these various obviously there can be many more bifurcations but these are the three broad buckets uh, i would put quant strategies under so of course on the long fund side you know it will end up being uh, either stock selection or sector selection and largely again uh, you know in a simple way if i were to summarize it uh you know there are these different factors what we call which is basically growth quality uh momentum uh value you know like that and depending on the factor you know there are certain fundamental um uh, numbers and ratios that one tracks 
and then you have uh, you know either strict cutoffs on what number you want for example roe greater than 15 you know i'll only look at stocks uh, having that feature uh, for let's say a quality portfolio you know that is one example so things like that you can have or you rank all the stocks in an index on these various parameters and then come to a you know combined ranking and conclusion that okay these are the best stocks and these are the worst stocks based on my approach so that is on the long side on all the other side some similar approaches can be done uh, both fundamental which i just gave you an example and technical also is possible you know you can use price based and statistical techniques to again decide okay these are the best 10 and the worst 10 stocks from let's say a bse 100 index and then accordingly use it either for long short or market neutral whatever you may want hmm that's right so it's like making a template or a basket where you say that a certain color of uh, fund or stocks will be included and then you create the portfolio uh, right. so uh, so uh, rishi how does it diff- how how is it different from uh, another way of investment which is called the ai based in- investment strategy and it's kind of catching up in india as well so is it different or is it similar so that's a great question so ai again you know obviously artificial intelligence uh, very broad terminology uh, and what ends up happening in india what i've seen is that you know the term is used a little loosely uh, so anything which is quantitative or you're dealing with you know patterns and pattern recognition uh, people will end up saying that you know there is artificial intelligence and machine learning in it uh, but you know truly the true ai um, features and techniques that you can use uh, according to me uh, are slightly less important for the equity market so ai is obviously much more useful in the industry and you know we see a lot of startups using it a lot of analytics firms using it so it is very useful there because what happens is that you know when you are doing that kind of analysis it is uh, the result is factual so you can have two or three or five or 10 results it can't be like millions of results you know when you are analyzing a company's balance sheet for example but when it comes to predicting okay which way the markets will go then obviously as we know there are a whole host of features that come under it so what artificial intelligence machine learning kind of techniques end up doing is you know they end up what in the quant world we called curve fitting because they will say okay what is the you know best equation that fits the data that is there and sort of try to go with that which again in a corporate context may be useful but in a market context you know that can be dangerous because the moment you do curve fitting you know market regime may change market behavior may change and it is not as easy to capture it you know as uh, normal sort of industry statistics may be so i would say uh, you know there are certain features that are common but one needs to be very aware of the pitfalls of you know using ai ml techniques blindly right so is this the reason why uh, indian uh, you know fund managers have not been using uh, ai or quant uh, strategies uh, for a very long time only in the recently maybe in last 2 3 years we have seen some of uh, funds which have launched um, a very very quant strategy or quant funds focus funds is that the reason why india has lagged or india took time to get into uh, it uh, you know at par with the global peers yeah i think it's more to do with the latter so you know broadly speaking in financial markets as per my experience you know we've typically been 15 to 20 years behind the us in all sorts of developments 
Um, so, you know, I was one of the first people in the Indian derivatives market long back in 2000-2001. That's when I started my career. And, uh, you know, by the time the liquidity in those markets, uh, derivative markets and efficiency picked up, uh, you know, if you look back, then you will see that, okay, 20 years back is when similar, uh, you know, market volume activity had picked up in the US as well. Then, uh, you know, I've been doing the managed futures kind of quant strategies for a long period, uh, 11, 12 years now. And uh, again, uh, you know, the experience has been that uh, the way that market has developed has been around 15 to 20 years behind what uh, U.S. has been doing. And if you see the overall quant space in the U.S., again, uh, that started uh, increasing in size and uh, popularity and awareness from uh, 2000 to 2001 onwards. So again, we are exactly you know 20 years uh, away from that right now and as you said you know we are hearing more about content data driven strategies over the last two three years so again you know 17 18 years behind the us is how i would put it so it's more to do with that and uh, obviously that relates to the evolution of the market you know till you didn't have derivatives and you didn't have uh, liquidity in that market you obviously could not think of an equity long short strategy for example right because you there was no way to short now you have liquid futures on a lot of the at least the large cap and larger mid cap stocks so you can at least use that for expressing your relative short view uh, so it's got to do with that evolution also and thirdly uh, of course the regulations in the market right so until the af regulations came around in 2012 i think uh, there was no way to again create any long short or market neutral or other types of strategies other than just do long only and on the long only side, of course, on the mutual fund side also, as you said, there are some quant funds now. And that, of course, you know, getting comfort with a data-driven approach obviously has taken time for the traditional uh, fund managers and CEOs, CIOs, because they were used to discretionary fundamental stock picking. And uh, while a lot of them are aware and uh, want to use the quant techniques, I think it initially started with more of a quantamental approach, which is a mix of traditional fundamental and quantitative. I think... That came much more easily to most of the uh, long-term fund managers. And then as they've got more comfort with uh, the uh, data-driven approach, now you're seeing pure quant funds launching. Mm, okay. So globally, what what is the number of or what is the amount riding on quant uh, focus funds uh, globally and the vis-a-vis -vis India? Yes. Uh, so globally, uh, obviously, US is the largest market and uh, next is you know Europe and then Japan a little bit. Uh, so if I talk of the U.S. market because data, you know, is uh, very readily available there, yes. then you will see that uh, across smart beta, quant funds, factor-based funds, which are all, you know, different terminologies being used for quantitative-related funds, even on the sort of mutual fund ETF side, uh, these categories combined have around $1.5 trillion. So it's quite large now. And this is not even covering all the hedge funds. So obviously, a lot of quant hedge funds in US and Europe collectively, again, uh, you know, would have another, according to me, uh, trillion dollars or so. So you easily have more than two, two and a half trillion overall across quant mutual funds and quant hedge funds uh, just in the uh, US alone. Uh, so it's become quite large. And as I was saying earlier, it's really boomed in the last uh, 20 years. It started from 2001. From 2008 onwards, it's, it really uh, increased mm -hmm. again post the credit crisis because a lot of pension funds also realized that 
you know going uh, the quantitative or etf route is a much better way of uh, building their portfolios mm. in india in comparison obviously you know as you were also saying earlier that it's only recently that things have started picking up uh, so on the quant mutual fund side you know across all the funds it's very small i think 6 7000 crore aum even on the aif side what we are seeing you know we are one of the very few uh, funds at vendors that are using quant so again would be a few thousand crores only so wouldn't collectively across mutual funds and aif uh, funds wouldn't be more than 9 10000 crores so there's a very mm-hmm. long way to go but because initial action has been seen and you know the initial response from the market has been encouraging you see typically all the uh, large names on both mutual fund side and uh, aif side having launched quant funds now so that's an encouraging start hmm right see in march 2020 last year uh, when uh, you know of course all the markets across the globe actually were uh, facing an unprecedented crisis uh, the lockdown because of the pandemic now according to you did the quant strategies help in kind of beating such kind of uh, uncertainty i'm um, this i'm talking about the uh, especially the hedge funds which were based on quant uh, strategy yes that's a very interesting question so again uh, you know hedge funds and quant both as i said you know many different types of strategies can be there some of which i mentioned earlier so what i would say is uh, you know the ones which are more long shot Uh, like equity long short or managed futures or even equity market neutral those types of strategies yes they did help a lot because for example in a managed futures uh, strategy uh, on the quant side and on the hedge fund side uh, what you typically do is you try to ride the trends and the momentum in the markets when markets are going up you are going more long than short and when markets are going down you are going more short exposures than long right so in a period like last year march a lot of the managed futures funds globally uh, you know uh, went short and therefore they could capture a reasonable part of the decline in the markets so that's how some of these strategies help on the other side an equity long short or an equity market neutral strategy where the goal would be to have low risk and capture consistent returns again you would have hedges in place and your net market exposures would be very low and therefore if the theme you are betting on you know plays out you know i'm say long the best momentum stocks and short the worst momentum stocks and uh, momentum does play out then i still end up making money despite uh, having low exposures mm. and even if i don't i at least don't lose too much compared right. to say a long fund you know which would obviously take the entire market decline in that period okay so it will kind of help the uh, portfolio owners to hedge against uncertainties like a maybe a crash of 20% that we saw in march 2020 last year especially for the indian markets exactly uh, exactly so one point i would add there is you know when you look at asset allocation right traditional way of doing asset allocation was bonds and stocks you know equity and debt mix and now if you throw such alternative especially quant related strategies you know then you are much much better on the efficient frontier you get much better risk adjusted returns basically for any portfolio okay uh, i'm sure this also has lot of challenges uh, a because you have to build a an error free uh, system where the it's where the template is correct and kind of able to hedge those risks and those bumpy rides that the markets may be encountering so what are the challenges yes that's a great question i think when we look at quant and data driven strategies uh, you know 
this is something even more important than you know whatever else we were talking of earlier because it's very careful to get the uh, correct process uh, and correct data in place because as uh, you know we were discussing right at the beginning that uh, quantitative uh, approach means a rules based process driven uh, you know approach so if the process is wrong or the data going in is wrong then obviously everything else you may you do later however intelligent or fancy it may be will end up basically giving the wrong result so what you know we all call as gigo garbage in garbage out you know that is the most important thing so cleaning the data ensuring its correctness uh, you know all that is the most important sort of first step and uh, then the right process you know we all uh, in the quantitative world do the back testing or basically simulation go back 20 30 50 years whatever data we have so for example in india we have more data of the last 20 30 years but in other markets data for 50 or 100 years may be there so whatever markets we are using for the simulation we go back as far as possible firstly clean that data and then we have to run the right process for simulation meaning that you know there's a process called in sample and out sample so first you pick a certain period let's say in india i pick 2001 to 2010 and say that okay on that i will run my model and rules and see what results i get if those results are encouraging based on whatever parameters i'm tracking then i will finalize those parameters and model and then run it on 2011 to 20 and see what results i get i will not keep optimizing every one or two years because that again leads to overfitting or curve fitting at some level so solving for that curve fitting and having the right process so that you don't fall prey to that is the other very very important thing and finally uh, you know adjusting for trading costs slippages it sounds very simple and obvious but uh, a lot of beginners or people who do not have experience you know end up doing that because i'll give you a very simple example if you look at india and in fact any market globally you know if you just buy the index at the close and sell at the next day open every day and intraday you are out of the market you know you will actually have as good returns as what the index has delivered over the last 20 years or maybe even better okay so which means uh, that you know you should just be doing that why do you have to be present every day <laughs> mm. but when you uh, adjust it for the slippages and the costs then those returns erode completely so that is very important as well mm right so i was very curious to understand uh, see of, of course we have seen fund managers using this sophisticated strategy to build a portfolio but globally and also in india are you seeing retail guys or retail participants uh, participants using a quant strategy for building individual portfolio or is it very difficult or sophisticated so it is a bit more difficult and uh, uh, sophisticated for retail uh, you know participants to do it themselves uh, and therefore the participation has been lower you know we are talking about institutions only having started doing it a few years back so obviously much tougher right. for retail but mm-hmm. the good trend is that you have all these fintech companies now right? right and they are building a lot of tools for retail and building a lot of strategies you know and and it's demo- getting democratized where you know anybody can come and put up their strategy and anyone else can follow it so you know you could put up your strategy and i could follow it if i like it and trade based on that so that's an interesting trend uh, but the pitfall of that is you know you don't even know the skill set and the experience and the understanding 
of yes, the was, retail people who are even putting up those strategies. Huh. Yes, yes, I was coming to that. It's like I'm following your footstep blindly uh, and uh, without knowing what are the risk caveats that you have followed and right. may, may not match my risk appetite in the long uh, run. Exactly. So that I think one needs to be careful. So I think a lot more regulation and a mm. lot more risk management sort of needs to come into it, both from the industry. So I think the fintechs putting this up need to think hard about this and also solve for this themselves. And then the regulators have to step in and also, you know, oversee this uh, part because, you know, finally, uh, worrying about retail is obviously always more important. We have very strict rules on the institutional side already. So obviously the retail side, you know, should see that. But once that is done, which I'm hopeful should happen over the next few years, then it can obviously be very interesting for retail too. Lastly, one question I wanted to ask you about uh, price momentum factor in stocks. Uh, there's something, uh, uh, you know, you do that using quantitative strategy portfolio building. So could you explain that? Yes, sure. So, you know, momentum, uh, using momentum as a quant factor uh, started in the 90s. Obviously, all these, uh, you know, innovations were done in the West, so in the US mainly initially. And it was very surprising uh, to a lot of academicians as well that, uh, you know, when you solve for the value growth, size factors, which were the important ones uh, at that time and even are till now, you still find that uh, momentum ends up making returns which are not correlated to all these other factors. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is it has held up over time. So, you know, there were many people used to think that, okay, it may be a short-term phenomenon, it will fade out. But just like any other technique, of selecting stocks, you know, obviously there are ups and downs and cycles in the kind of returns that you see. But over the longer run, it has proven to be one of the best uh, ways of, uh, you know, building a portfolio. So in fact, there are some academic papers on um, using momentum going back 100 years, 200 years across asset classes, not only stocks, but even other asset classes. And the result of uh, those studies is that, yes, it has been one of the most consistent uh, uh, returns, uh, you know, from any quant technique, almost every decade. So every decade, it, it ends up doing pretty well. Within the decade, obviously, there's a lot of volatility. So that is very, very interesting. And in India, mm -hmm. of course, you have some funds now which have started using it. But, mm -hmm. you know, at a very basic level, it's about, okay, let's say the BSE 100 index, mm -hmm. you know, simply rank by the trailing six-month, trailing 12-month returns and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, go long the ones which are doing the best and short the ones which are doing the worst. That is the most simplistic way. Obviously, that mm. is not the best yes. way to do it. Mm. And then we can have many modifications on that, which is what we try and do, you know, use volatility, use other mm. factors to improve this portfolio. Right. See, market psychology itself is a very interesting topic, uh, especially, I'm sure, by quant strategists like you. And uh, it's, a, it's a very, very deep conversation that we can keep on having for a long time. But yes. uh, we are running short of time. Uh, and on that note, thanks a lot, Rishi, for those really, really interesting insights into how does quant uh, strategies look like. Thank you so much for giving your time. Sure, Nastreen. It was nice chatting and sharing my knowledge. Thanks. Thank you. For feedback, you can write to me at nasreen.s at lifemint.com or you can reach out to me on Twitter at Nasreen Story. You can also reach out to us at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And to listen to more podcasts like this, you need to log on to www.htsmartcast.com. 
This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.